0: Hi, and thank you for tuning in to another Motivated Expressional. This is your host, Mary J. And I'm so glad that you tuned in. You know what? Gratitude is my new attitude. I'm thankful and grateful each and every day. Amen. And that's the way we're going to start this podcast each and every segment. Stay tuned. gonna just start over (laughs) so basically with the educational system um being at the top educational system my son has advanced he's gotten comfortable with you know his success in one of the top public schools and it's just seemed like you know the best thing to do is to not concern myself with You know, this rush or need to feel like I have to rush out of the state, go get a nicer, bigger, better, you know, residence and or car and vehicle. Just because I feel that at this time I should be, you know, occupying a certain type of lifestyle and home. But to take note that he is doing so much better than he ever has before. And it would be a disservice to my son as his parent to take him up out of a place where he's doing so much better in his education and the education system is so much better. And he's already um, received a letter where he is already qualified for a full ride scholarship to college. So, you know, he and I was having a conversation and he was showing me his exam for chemistry. And I'll just never forget when he first got to the school system, his very first time getting grades. He came on that first quarter with straight A's, even A pluses. And we were so like, oh my gosh, so he he's going to make it. Like, he's going to be all right. You know, I wasn't sure if it was going to be too far advanced for him. You know, we're driving him to the school and back. He um, is not in the school district that he goes to school in. So his dad and I worked it out to where we would take him back and forth. So... I know that school district is a little more advanced, so I wasn't sure how it was going to affect him, but come to find out, it just worked really well for him. He's been getting on roll ever since. And to take him out of this advanced school system to um, a not-as-advanced school system out of state just to get a more, <laughs> more for my buck, you know, for the space... Um, You know for what I'm paying here I can go get a house in North Carolina South Carolina and get me a nice house (laughs) you know more bedrooms more space just beautiful I can go run me a house for this apartment rent money that they trying to make us pay up here but at the same time the school system is not as advanced so as a parent you know I'm looking at that sacrifice And I was telling my son just to be, you know, in more layman's terms, I'm I'm feeling like a professional narrator right now or professional right now. I don't want to curse and say the things that I was saying because I use those words, but I might have said crappy school system, you know, like it just doesn't make sense to take him from, you know, the top advanced public school systems and put him in a Not as advanced, you know, school system just to show and prove that by this age I could go get me a house and get me a garage and a nice vehicle and do this and do that. But then my son, well, what about him? What about his education? What about his future? So that's really what it's about to me, you know, and I'm not trying to instruct people on how to raise their children or you know even giving advice on that but I've always been real big on education and um you know so I'm not too much into okay the name brand clothes and shoes for my kid anymore when he was younger it was like easier to do because they was little you know his clothes is not that expensive. So if you get the name brand, you're not coming out of pocket like you would for an adult name brand outfit. So it wasn't nothing to it. But then when you get to a point where you need that quality over everything, and that's in get, and definitely an education. So I'm not downing anyone any or two or three or whoever who um, I'm not downing anybody. You know, when it comes to these kids, you know, I, I want my child to look good, too. Everybody want their kids to look good. And that's great because that was a big thing. Like, if you're going to go out looking good with cool, cool, clean clothes on, your kids need to be doing the same thing. And I agree with that. You know, so we both fresh. We both fly for sure. But then it's like if I'm driving a hoopty, and living in a not so great neighborhood, but it's decent. And I'm driving a whole 30 minutes to and from where I drop my kid off to a great school and he's getting great grades and he's already, you know, qualifying for scholarships. And, you know, so much opportunity has opened up for him and his future is so bright. I might not have the best looking this or that, but my son is getting the best education and that could go a long way. So I'm looking at that more than I am about what somebody might have to say or judge me on how things look on the outside (laughs) with me. And I'm not sure what their kids are doing. I'm not sure what grades their kids have. I don't know the status on (laughs) their children. That's not my business. Just like whatever I'm doing. In my life, with what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, ain't nobody else's business. So I am, you know, coming to this, like, almost like a mindful moment after talking to my son for just a short time and, you know, going over his exams and just looking at his progress and just seeing how much he's, you know, how far he's come. From us shifting school systems. Even though we don't live in that school district, he still qualifies to keep going in that district all the way through high school and finish. And that's a beautiful thing because at one point it wasn't like that. You had to live in that district to get into those schools. Now you can go ahead and apply even if not in that district. That is such a blessing. So I'm willing to to drive him back and forth from wherever we stay at to get him to them good schools. So to me, you know, where my mind was made up, I'm about to move up out of this state. I found me two, three nice affordable houses, good, good, this, good, that. I don't care about this and that. We'll figure it out. <sighs> I look at them school systems, honey. I'm looking at the ratings like, oh, no, I can't do that to my child. I'm not, I'm not going to do that to him. I'm just not. So, if I gotta suffer through this state for another farm mortgage, you know what I mean? Like, damn. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm just so ready for this, so ready for that. But here's the deal so many people move from wherever they're at right here it's just so they can get a, a better education. We're already here. We're already in the school system. Why take them out of that to regret it later? Get all the way down there. All oh, we live in a luxury lifestyle. We got the nice house. We got the nice car. But I'm into it with these teachers because the education system is not as great as it was where we were. So I want to have that. You know, looking at my son, like, damn, we should have just kept you there for let you finish, like you said, son, and then came out here. Cause now look at this. I don't. I don't even want to think about that happening, so yes, I am willing to (laughs) push through the pain, the agony of staying in this state for, and and it really is not that painful, it's not that agony, you know, it's not that much because you got people here that you love and there's people here that love you, your family, your dad, his dad, his siblings, my siblings, like we all here, So it's like, man, it's really not that bad. Calm down. Look at the bigger picture. Don't be so selfish this time. Last time I left and just took him with me and just was not thinking about nothing and nobody. I just was ready to leave this state and I almost didn't come back. (laughs) I just almost didn't even come back. Okay. But I think that was what was over me. I done took this boy away from, you know, all his family growing up and because I was just through with the state. But, you know, now that he's older and we can conversate about these things, he and I both agree that, yes, finish high school here. You're already in the grade school system. Then we can get up out of here. And before you know it, he'll be walking across that stage and you'll be like, all right, son, let's move. So for it to be like that versus, oh, let me hurry up run up out of here because I can't stand it anymore. But look at so much progress that we've made when we, since we came back. Look how much I was able to stabilize certain things so that way <sighs> you don't even like I, I don't even know what this mortgage is lady was about to say because she sent me the email to do my application she already told me there's perks for me being a part of this you know uh financial institution for so many years that I will have certain benefits on a mortgage loan and certain programs like I haven't even given it a chance yet before I just leave up out of here let me see what my options are if we do stay here because if they do grant me a very good you know program and i get a nice decent benefit on this loan i could find a nice house out here using that money am i so it's like okay well (laughs) when you look at it like that well it might be you know so i just want to keep the faith and stay focused and stay humble and really just stay obedient because that's a big deal with me oh staying obedient oh my gosh oh the temptation the temptation to be disobedient there's so much temptation out there lead us not into temptation and i remember they made an announcement that they actually changed the prayer because they was a little conflicted over that lead us not like god would lead you to temptation that's not what it is so they end up changing that in the prayer i remember uh-huh in the catholic church or one of them yeah they changed that prayer they changed that piece and they took either they took it out or they replaced it with something but i know for a fact Either they took it out entirely without replacing is what I mean, or they completely replaced it with something. But what I'm saying is the Catholic Church, they took that out of the prayer. Mm-hmm. Yep, they took it out. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from you. God will not lead you to temptation. And that was a conflict in the prayer. It's like, I think I know what they was trying to say. Maybe they was translating and it just sounded like that. But when you thought about it too hard, it was like, but God wouldn't lead you to temptation. So why are we praying like he would lead us to it, you know? Like, if you forget to say that part, he'll lead you to it. But if you pray that part, then he won't lead you to it. Like, that's not, it was too conflicted with that. You know what I mean? That's not how it works with God. So they took that out of the prayer in the Catholic church. Yep, that's out, that's out of it. And I think... Uh, we need to update our prayer too on that take that out because he wouldn't lead you to destruction that's not what the whole you know what I mean the whole point (laughs) you know so to put that in there is redundant and it's almost like saying that if you don't say that in a prayer then he will lead you like he wouldn't even do that so for you for us to have that in there when they changed it and announced it I was like yeah when you think about it, that that's that's something I agree with changing that as well. Taking that about the prayer. So but when I pray it, I say it because it's part of what I've been, you know, taught to pray. But at the same time I always think about how that was changed within another, you know, entity where, you know, that's Catholic. Catholic Church, they changed that part of the prayer but then I can see how it's conflicted where it's like, "Well, that wasn't written. It was original. Keep it how it is. You don't go to change words in the Bible to make it fit your lifestyle type of thing. So I can see the argument with not everybody adjusting to that change. Okay? So that's another conversation. See, it's controversial because I know I done read that Bible and not understood all the stuff I was reading. (laughs) And it's not to say that Oh I'm trying to change the words of the Bible To make it fit No I'm trying to tr- Basically translate the Bible So I can relate to it in my real life <laughs> Like That, that, that not change the Bible But to have a better understanding Of what it is We was taught to Relate that information Or that concept to something in your real life That's how you can understand it better. So when you're looking at the the devotional Bible that I read or where they got women's stories in there and they might incorporate, you know, Scripture, it's not that they're changing the word to the Bible. They're not changing the words. They're not changing anything. They're saying, here's a story in my personal life where I feel like this Scripture applied to something I went through and how I came out of it, just as they did in the Bible. Because really, the Bible is just books, chapters, and stories of how people were living way, way back and just how much of this lifestyle we living can still, and my son told me about my annunciation, still, (laughs) we not steal but anyway how it still relates to these times even though some people might say that information is outdated and then there's certain times or certain scriptures excuse me that seems like oh, no this is pretty much on point or this is timeless but then I noticed that there are parts of the Bible that's just like hold on what does that mean? What well, wait Why is it saying that? Oh, that seemed a little, hold on, wait, what is this? So, then I'm like, that's not what it says in this book. That's not what it says in this Bible. So then you got all these different versions of the same thing, but they didn't translate it so many times. So how can you say somebody changing the words of the Bible when it was literally translated, literally changing it so many times? so so many versions of this bible so nobody i don't know well i ain't gonna say nobody (sighs) because there's some folks that still read the king james version but i'm telling you i it's been so long then i like them bibles where they got both of them on there like both (laughs) Translations, you be like, okay, good, cause that on that side didn't really sound like this on this side, and you see how different it was. So then, if you translate that book, you know that verse of the Bible four times, you translate it, you reading it in four different books, and looking like, okay, it's the same scripture. It's just they they literally changed the words to translated so when I read little stuff about people oh you wanna when people change the words of the bible that fit their life you know that makes me laugh because if you didn't know that bible has been translated so many times more than you can even imagine like I mean they got the stats on how many times they translated that bible they literally changed the words to that bible so many times and people got a problem with that But there are so many people who must agree that that works because trying to decipher through what that meant from way back in them days with the way they was talking, (laughs) it just wasn't registering until I read the translated version. Now I can understand what they talking about. Oh, okay, cool. And then here's a little story to go with it. Thank you, because that really helps, you know? We, not, we like the new age going into this. We not trying. What, what is that? I couldn't even get I didn't get it. So I'm glad that they translated the Bible as many times as they did so that I can relate, like understand it for a better understanding. So when people, you know, talk down and say things about other people, making stuff fit their lifestyle or changing words of the Bible. It's really interesting how you can literally read the same scripture in four to five different Bibles and it is translated four or five different ways. But let's be clear, they didn't translate it that thing on Bible well over six, seven times. I mean, it is so many translations. That's why I was like, you know, when I read stuff like that, it's like, Well, maybe that person didn't read the version that that person read. Maybe that person's version of the Bible is different from that person's version of the Bible. Because guess what? It's so many versions of it. That's the beauty of it, too. So it's a better understanding. I think that's brilliant. But some people may not agree with that. Now, I've heard about people studying about (laughs) other cultures who call God other names. And I have been you know, listening and just taking it for what it is as far as the understanding how other people translate it. And I understand now when they say religion versus inspiration versus spirituality versus religion. Like, it is a difference. And we got into that before. Well, religion means this and da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. So am I religious or am I spiritual? Am I just you know, <laughs> what what is it, you know, so then you, you know, you go through that definition, I really just know that I believe in a higher power, I believe that, you know, there is a spiritual connection, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, and I just, I do, okay, I just do, when I read that story, when I hear that story, I believe that happened, I believe you know, they was going through what they were going through in them times. And that's what I grew up on. I'm not saying that I'm not open to learn about other, you know, other cultures and the way they vision. Because I'm okay with that. Like, when my son was young, before he started actual school, I would drop him off at a Muslim family's house. And they prayed on their knees down in front of the kids sometimes. You know, they had their little prayer space and I was okay with that, you know, and um, their food, the lentils, and just the conversations that we had, like I said, it was so much diversity that I, I didn't mind. I think he might have been one of the only African-American kids there, because it was like a household, preschool, nursery, or, um, yeah, she was a babysitter, but she was certified, you know, I looked her up, I check their credentials and it was just on point you know it was affordable and it was on point and he was just in a good environment but they had a different lifestyle and i had to you know I learned a little bit about that so I'm not against you know like if my man was you know practicing islam and muslims and stuff like that and he got his way you know, because you look at the calendar, you see that stuff. Ramadan and all this and that. And then you see that and then you know people who really practice that. And they, they real strong and spiritual. And they ain't all just in prison. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm trying to say. <sighs> most, you know, they not all. So I done met some people who practice these things that are not incarcerated, is what I'm saying. Which is, you know... God is everywhere you are, wherever you are. He's there. He is there. And um, that, that's, that's number one. And um, just, you know, trying to get my son, because now I see the generations now, they don't even... I don't know if they believe or they're not like my son's having a hard time grasping it. He's just like, you know, well, what is this? What is that? I'm like, oh my goodness, all them times I took you to Bible study all them time. What did you what did they say? You know, <laughs> they told him something, you know, and he just asks all these questions, but I was the same way, and it gets like that too. It gets like that. And then you read these books about affirmations and all this stuff like that. And Really, all they did was take all the tools and skills about the Bible. That's all they did. They took all that stuff about the Bible, they took all those concepts. Because if you study the Word, you meditate over it, you really got to study it. You really got to read it. That's why it's called Bible study. You don't just read it and be like, okay, you got to read it, study it, write it down, highlight it, pray about it look it up, (laughs) go back to it. (laughs) I had that Bible for so many years. Do you know every time I open it up, I find a new chapter, page, scripture that I haven't even read before. I'm like, oh my goodness, this was here. (laughs) So it's safe to say that um, you can have a Bible and it's going to take you a minute if you really like chewing through it, like if you studying through it. That's, you know, and I'm a reader. I'm a reader. I'll read a book from, I'll read books. I can read a few books in a few days. <laughs> but that Bible, <sighs> so I understand when they say the fear of God, because I'm like, ooh, you read that, you're you going to be trembling in a couple of them chapters. You're going to close that thing and be like, mm-hmm. hmm, hmm. That was a little fear. Like, yeah, that's the fear factor right there. Read that thing. And I don't want to call the thing. That's not right, I'm saying. But reading those words. And you close that. Mm, just those stories. Just to read them. It's like, whoa. So imagine. I mean, this was all going on back then. Ain't nothing about that. Like, I'm not going to say you know, because now you older, now I'm older, I can see, like, this Bible is not all extra pretty, and, um, you know, so anyway, let me just give this example, how about that, before I get to just saying something, because I'm a little half sleepy, but how about this, I, I watched this, um, show on Prime, it's called Selfie Dad, and basically, you know, he's an older guy, and he started making youtube videos when he realized that these youtubers was getting paid out the yin-yang just to you know really do nothing but talk online anyway so selfie dad called it a selfie it sounds like no it's not a selfie but he just stuck with it like okay i'm the selfie dad long story short, he was just making videos about random stuff funny stuff that he was doing naturally then um he ended up doing a segment about Jesus or Moses or the Bible. Like he just was inquiring about the fact that he actually read it. It's not so bad. He realized that, you know, there's books in here that can really help you. It can change your life. You know, it's really some content in there that can really affect you in a positive way. And once he put that video up, he started losing subscribers He started getting a lot of bad comments, you know, not so positive comments. And his response was, whoa, well, apparently they don't like Jesus. Then he had an endorsement deal. That company called him and told him, "Mm -mm, we don't want you endorsing our product anymore because we don't do religious content. So he was like, well, apparently that company don't like Jesus either. So he just felt like, oh, my goodness, like that we didn't know so many people didn't like Jesus or whatever. So that's what that was his response. And it just kind of goes to the fact to where that's why we didn't talk about all that stuff in school. Like they didn't teach us about religious views and stuff in, in school at no grade, no level at all. None. Never did. They, they won't do it. Like they won't unless you go to like a catholic school or a christian school or you got to go to a specific school where they specifically incorporate that into their teachings because if you go to a public school just in general they don't teach religion at all and you know why oh yeah i know why now because it's so controversial Because it's so many different religions and it's so much controversy around it to the point where you like, oh my word, I've been repping this religion or this concept, this spirituality, this, 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 whatever this is that I grew up in, only to later on just look at it like, okay, because I wasn't aware at the time of the other religions, right? right away you young you little you don't know but what's in front of you right you're just like okay here go the bible here go this here go bible study and they only studying in that bible that's in front of you so you <laughs> you think you're doing something you know you're on the bible study bus you're on the bible school bus excuse me and you're going to the retreats and we out there doing pop quizzes and battling other churches trying to see who know all the books as fast as they can who can say them the fastest and you know we doing something And you get out of all that and realize, oh, oh, snap. (laughs) Nope, like Selfie Dad, not everybody like Jesus. Mm -mm. Not everybody like that story. Not everybody like that book. Not everybody like them script. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) So now you got to (sighs) think. You know, what is it that you're really saying? Because now you're looking at this book and You didn't realize that, okay, they preaching, they saying this stuff, but why did they skip this verse? Why did they read that one? Oh, then you read them words, and you're like, oh, snap, what does, what does that mean? <laughs> I remember we was asking so many questions in Bible study, and nobody had the answers, and they was just like, just trust this, trust that, and believe. So I'm not saying that, so now I feel like, you know, I believe in what was going on. But I, I, you know, I hear these words like, you know, he's. And it's almost hard to say sometimes because I didn't study with Jehovah's Witnesses and the way they speak and talk versus how people at the baptist church versus people in this church and then i went to a non-denominational church and i went to a all white church like i was just looking around like okay so y'all y'all in the same book but y'all talking about different things within that same book so it's even controversy within the same uh religion itself it's just it's just so controversial you know and i, I can't skip over that so sometimes I just realize, like, okay, from a spiritual standpoint, I do believe in a higher, higher power. I believe that, you know, this world that we live it is miraculous. It is, you know, the way it all came together, the way, you know, the grass keep growing and the trees keep growing and the way these animals keep going. Like, how all this came about is just miraculous for sure, some of those scriptures in Bible study, that was skipped over. You know, they didn't talk about the slave. And then when you get into Jehovah's Witness, City Hall, Kingdom Hall, excuse me, not City Hall, oops, that's the court. I'm talking about Kingdom Hall. Then they'll tell you, well, the slave wrote this and the slave wrote that. And you like, huh, the slave? Yes, the slave. I'm oh like, oh, snap. Like, let's just tell the truth. It's about the truth. The slave. I was like, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, then you go to those movies where <laughs> they were talking about how that was in the Bible, which is why all that slavery started because it was in the Bible. And then how we still in that slave mentality when we use that Bible. And I think that's why a lot of people somewhere down the line don't like the Bible. I'm just, I don't know who I'm speaking for. I'm not saying anybody specific, but I'm just saying if it is some controversy, it's right there. That's right there for me. Because you're talking about something that impacted our culture so deep, so harshly. And the whole time, that was in the Bible. And they didn't tell us that in Bible study. They didn't say that, you know, slavery was in the Bible. They never I, they never talked about that when I was in Sunday school. You know what I mean? Growing up, they didn't tell us that. But then at the same time, we weren't learning too much about slavery at them young ages. But once we started to learn about slavery and stuff like that, nobody mentioned that it came there were scriptures in the Bible relating to that. So that it's this it's this controversial twist to it. You know, you know you start picking through and looking through so then it's like well is the Bible really like so is this is this really help is not it may not be helpful to everybody. To read some of that stuff in there and maybe doing the opposite. You know, some people read that Bible and get twisted thoughts. And like my stepdad, from way back when I remember that fool was reading the Bible and he was going nuts. Literally. Like. I Couldn't tell if he was making up the words or was he really reading these words out this Bible while he had my mom hemmed up the way he did. And I never talked about this because, again, I seen a lot of stuff when I was little that I didn't understand. But when he had her hemmed up, damn near hanging out the window, reading the Bible, and she screaming to the top of her lungs, call 911, call 911 she, he reading his Bible, being abusive, okay? And then there was another time that he did some weird shit, some reckless stuff that I remember him doing. Again, reading the Bible, being abusive. So for me to have those memories as a young girl, with him reading the Bible and being abusive, and then I go and study the Bible, you know, looking to it for, uh, you know, safety, comfort, and all that. And then at the same time, seeing the controversy with the whole slavery thing, it's just, it's just a lot. And when I say it's a lot, it's like no wonder, you know, it's so much unrest, and no wonder people can be so, you know, the way they feel and how they stance when it comes to that Bible stuff. Cause, and I say Bible stuff, but the bub- the biblical standpoint from. you know, Christianity, and even myself looking at it like, <laughs> but in real life, people have used that as a reason to be violent, and that <clears throat> that was just not how I grew up looking at it. We didn't use the religion the Christianity and the Bible to be violent. We didn't use um, those scriptures for violence. We used those scriptures for healing in times of distress and we use those scriptures for comfort you know but then there's some people or just there's a whole you can't even say some people there's it's in the bible there's so much chaos and just wow you know and you want to shut off those parts of it and just stick to just the most uplifting parts of it, but it, they're they're in there on both ends, and it, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, oh my goodness, I see why this world is the way. I see how this world can be the way it can be. I see because right there. In that Bible is so much controversy. I remember having a friend who, you know, and I don't judge people for their beliefs or disbeliefs, okay? Or non-beliefs, whatever you want to say. I don't judge. I mean, if you're a good friend, you're a good friend, you're a good person. I look at the person for the person, not what they like, what they don't like. I'm looking at the person. I'm looking at the person, right? So, this was a guy who, and it, he was a good guy. He and I just were, you know, we had a spiritual connection for sure because we talked about that all the time. Now, he, he was into like a whole different side of the spirituality than I was, you know. He wasn't he wasn't feeling the Bible. He was probably one of the first people that really opened up to me and shared with me that just his stance against the Bible. And I was just looking at him like, "Wow!" So you really didn't grow up like that, or you really don't see it like that. Like I think that was the first real eye opener to how some view it. Like, "No, uh-uh, I'm not feeling that because." And just, you know, having their own reasons. But then in the same breath, you know, he would say, I have been this poor. Like, he would use those words. Like, I've been living, you know, living poor for this many years. And I haven't been able to do this and do that. Like, just so dissatisfied, you know. So, I don't know. He, he just didn't have a very positive uplift. And it was always real, like, somber and kind of like, well, you know, it's the same. Like, no real appreciation for, for the day. Like, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice, rejoice in it, you know? He was more like, you know, like a Debbie Downer, you know? And I was just like, hmm. So you're talking against the Bible, you're talking down on God, and then you unhappy. You're not thriving. You're not, you know, looking this freezer, refrigerator with nothing in there. I'm like, is this? What is this? You know, is this a, a practice of yours? But then I had to realize that once I started uh, doing that, it wasn't because of a religion per se. It was more like I didn't want. You know, the critters that came with the food sitting all out in the cabinet, or you know, the, you know, the not so good food that's gotten frozen. You know, stayed frozen so long <laughs> that it just don't taste right. And then I didn't want, you know, so I, I started to not pack my freezer and refrigerator, not pack my cabinets, and of course somehow some way they end up getting filled up and I got to clear them out throw away so much stuff and I noticed that I was really wasting a lot of food like a lot of stuff just literally sits there until it just you know it's just no longer no good we got to throw it out so then that's why I started looking at it like okay I'm not gonna overstuff these cabinets and refrigerator and freezer and stuff like that but he was also one of the people I noticed that just was not happy with his life but he was talking down on god in the bible so i had to realize okay well i'm not gonna follow your steps but i hear what you're saying but i might not be able to follow that because i see you not all the way there because look how you talking about you know god so i i i do have my views like Anybody else, but I'm more, you know, just aware that there is studying that needs to be involved when you're reading the Bible because it's not what I thought it was when I was in Sunday school. It's not how I really pictured it, like, because I really wasn't getting it back then, and then I wasn't understanding why they kept. It just seemed like it wasn't no real order and then it just it just wasn't coming together but then you get older and you experience life and then you're reading a little bit more and now you're reading a different version of the bible oh my gosh now you're listening you're realizing okay you're meeting people who study other religious oh okay now so you know what I mean you just started to evolve in general Right, but like even when you listening to these streams of these people online, they they trying to relate to the generation now. They trying to relate to the twenty first century with it now, cause it's like you gotta put this in some terms that we can understand and can relate to, so that it can empower us from where we're at today. We can't really go all the way back in time like that. So you gonna have to bring it up to this level, this notch right now, because we in the twenty first century, we need to know. You know, we 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 trying to grasp it from this level. So it's not necessarily that they're changing the words, but they're changing like a scenario. <laughs> you know, same scripture, same scripture, just a different scenario that we could actually understand in today's time. And I, And I can feel that. And some people might call that radical. So that's the radical church. That's the radical version. Them radical preachers. Okay, I can dig that because now I can understand what you're saying. There's some correlation to where I'm at right now. Thank you for that radical terminology because I swear I wasn't getting it. Okay, I just wasn't. So that's why I'm like, when I read those commandments, I didn't see nothing in there about thou shalt not curse. Say a curse word. I don't even know in the Bible where it say you can't say a curse word. I still ain't found it yet. I I, I don't, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to try to search for it, but I, I haven't found it. When I read those commandments, it didn't even say thou shall not lie. But it did say something on there about your words and your tongue. I think it says something on there. I got to read that again. I still don't know if they, I read anything about you shouldn't say a curse word. Like, did they even have curse words back then for them to say that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really did see the word ass in the Bible. I did. I saw the word hell. I saw the word ass. I saw the word, what other word did I see in the Bible? No, they spelled damn D-A-M. If I did say damn, if I did see damn, I need to look again, but I don't know Did they even have cuss words back then for them to tell us not to. It's just not something that's looked upon because it's like derogatory. So that's like derogatory language, you know? But anyway, I started out talking about education and my son and the district and us moving and all that. And then all of a sudden, it shifted over to something that I'm really, you know, serious about now, which is my spirituality and, you know, just staying grounded and obedient and focused because it's a lot of it that I don't understand. So in the Bible, when they say, lean not into your own understanding, this like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, because I really don't understand. So then it's like, well, you know, cast all your worries and fears onto God and he will protect you and, you know, order your steps. And that's the part of the Bible that I really pull from, because it's like I always use that as a source of strength at a low point, not as a source of hurt and pain to hurt another. Like I would never do that. I would never look towards the Bible like that because I was never raised to look at the Bible like that. But when you get older, you start realizing, yes, it is a lot of chaos in the Bible, but that's not I don't think they put that in there for you to repeat it. I think they're putting it in there for you to learn from and grow from. So you don't repeat it. Don't do this. Don't be like them. Don't do these things because God looks down on those things or you're not going to get blessed because of these things like you're not supposed to worry about that because if it's the case then leave that up to the Lord don't you take vengeance on nobody don't you take this and don't you put this in your hands put it on God let him you know but at that point in those books there were people who could see and touch Jesus and then we can't see and touch him today but they kept saying when he he rose up out of that that day and They went back to the tunnel. He was not there. Then the lady said it. Them three women, and I think it was Mary Magdalene, she said, "Mm -mm." we saw him. He not there. He rose up. He spoke to us. Like, "Mm -mm." you know, so... For that to be in there. And then the other story where he, you know, had the man who was blind touch his eyes. He could see the other story when the little girl was just out. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, she gone. And he's like, nope, she just sleeping. And he said, everybody clear out. Give me some space. Give me some room. And then she was up. Like, just so many things. And it's just like, dump them some, them some things to be telling and writing about from way back then. So... It's just, it is a lot. But I feel like you just got to take it little by little. And when they say you got to break down that flesh every day, break down your flesh because your flesh going to misguide you. Your flesh going to mislead you. You got to break that down. And it's like, well, he made us. And not to self-destruct what happened. And then they tell the story about how Adam and Eve did this and did that and, and that's where all this came from. It's like what? <laughs> so had they not did this and that with this apple thing from this tree then we would be not going through half of the hell we done been through on earth. Like are you serious? Like that? that's a hard pill to swallow. And there's nothing we can do to try to figure out how it would be if we wouldn't have if that wouldn't happen, like okay. So now this other story with this and, that, and it's just like wow, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. But I've seen miraculous things happen in my life, so I'm like, yo something is for real. You know? The Lord is real. Okay? And then I've seen some very not so you know? So what about that part? Where and I just just dislike that part in the Bible where it said the enemy. And, And and that and I just I just like that part because it's like it's just it's just showing that just even at a way you know in the beginning times that it was just so much you know pitting people against each other it's just too much it's too much it's sad it almost makes you want to But then you don't want to just not have nothing to guide you. You know what I mean? You want to have something to guide you. You want to have some sort of foundation. I mean, that's how I feel. And then then with my son not really grasping it, like, you know, asking me questions, I can't quite answer without us both putting our head in this book and reading it together. So we're going to start that this Sunday where we're just going to read his book is like, a different version, like the kids version, the chi- like the kids version, the children's story version of the Bible. Where it's a one page versus you know, so many pages and it's just it's straightforward, it's not all extra complicated. So even I can see like, okay, they really translated that <laughs> you know, it's almost like a whole different story if you read it, like wow. I mean I got the, they got the gist of it there but it is so translated you know what I mean like it's not even really saying the same thing almost but I get it you know so just having some type of foundation of um, positivity and peace at a time of stress and I think that if more people back in them days would have you know stopped, Open up their Bible or said a quick prayer and then not go do something illegal or bad, but do something positive and good. You know, like, I don't believe in trying to say prayers and ask for God's help to do something negative. I don't believe in that. I really don't. And then how some people can throw it around like, well, I'm going to do this negative thing or this illegal thing or this not so good thing. And then I'm going to ask for forgiveness later. It's like you might as well just completely stay out of the whole realm of even dealing with the whole spirituality and religion. If you know you manipulate now, that's manipulative right there. And then you got these other parts of it. Well, this is a sin. That is a sin. This is a sin. It's just like, okay. All of this is sin, but I know I'm not out here doing nothing illegal when you look at the laws, right? Okay, so from that point, that's that's really what I stand on too. <laughs> it's a lot to take in, it is, but I'm still growing, I'm still learning, I don't know everything, but I am learning things. And then I just feel like it took me a long time to just appreciate. It took me a whole, it just, it it just, it's a lot, it's a lot to say. I don't want to say it the wrong way, but just overall, like I was telling my son one day, you, you really do need to study, you know, human nature too, because these are, This is what we're amongst ourselves as human beings. Like, we're amongst us, right? So we have to get to know, you know, how we operate and think and feel and believe. Like, it's not the same for every person, but in general, yeah, it's good. And I know my son is more like an introvert. He's not really all the way social, but he was real social when he was younger out there. He was very social and he had a whole diversity type, like a diverse group of friends and it was just really good, really positive and I know he's a real positive social person so but he do kind of got his ways of wanting to be kind of standoffish on his own and I get that so like I told him it's just best to You know, even if you kind of keep to yourself, just kind of know how to get along with, you know, any type of person, any group of people, you know, no matter what their background is, no matter what their age is, no matter what their, you know, ethnicity is or, you know, class and social, you know, social classes and stuff. You know, we talked about that and it just... You know social class and just all these things that you just become aware of and it's like are y'all trying to help us as humans are y'all trying to destroy this kind con- what are y'all do- like what is happening <laughs> like, we- <laughs> oh like, is y'all you- <laughs> trying to help us or not <laughs> Like, you giving us this information, what you want us to do with it. Like, what is y'all trying to do? Like, you trying to make a motherfucker depressed for real. Like, what is going on? You just, you know, you might have information overload. You might know too much. Like, um, I'm going to block that out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take that out of my memory. And that right there, I don't want to think about that either. So it's just like... There's certain things where you're just like, okay, wow. I mean, are are you trying to... But see, they say, if you know better, you do better. But even when you know better, sometimes you're just not in a position to do better. And from the outside, you know, you got to just do better from within. And that's where this meditation comes in. That's where this prayer comes in. That's where a lot of that spirituality comes in. Because that's one of the things that money can't really buy. You can't even go buy that. I mean, you can buy a meditation course. You can buy, you know, you can buy certain stuff. But, I mean, it just got to be in you to, like, study and search and grasp that and actually utilize those tools. But most of that stuff is out here for free now. So you don't even have to buy that. And then that's how you... But then, even with that, it's like you will win. With God, you will win. You will win. You will win. But see, it's like even when we put that on there, win. So it's suggesting that you know someone will lose. You know, and then you always are surrounded, especially in America. Like this could be different, other what, other countries or whatever. But it's all this win and lose factor. You go to a whole nother country, they ain't even on that. They stop all together at a certain time to take a lunch break. They stop all together at a time to take a a nap or whatever. Like, they got countries that's more united than the United States, okay? For us to be called the United States, we are not that united. And that shit is sickening. You go to a whole nother country, they out there united as a motherfucker. Like, they all the way united. Like, they all, everybody stop doing everything at a specific time and get back to it at a specific, like, unity for real. Like, no, we all on this. I don't care what level you at, what you doing, everybody stopped right here at this time. <laughs> like, for sure, across that whole country, cool. That's true unity. Ask for us to be the United States. Ain't nothing united about us. But the fact that this motherfucker's just stitched together like it's united and it ain't nothing united about it mm ain't nothing united about the United States except the way the map got them all stuck together but ain't no real unity on these it is not that I mean I guess we united in a way we all have one flag symbol right everybody know what the u.s flag look like but then what about that other flag see so anyway it's like why people get all and thought of shape over that well this means this and that it's like it's so much with this country and that's probably why i didn't like social studies that's probably why i didn't like history that's why i'm just <laughs> I, I i just It always did that to me where it just made me just like, what, you know, like, what is this? What was this? Why? Like this stuff we was learning, it was depressing. Like, wow, (laughs) we really had to go through all of that. And we still in this situation right now where we still going through stuff like it is too much. It's a lot. So anyway, anyway, there's other countries out there that are way more pleasant, peaceful and they might not have all that extra. Like United States got a lot of extra. But we don't have united. We don't have unity in extra. <laughs> That's about the only thing we don't have in extra. Now, we did get united for certain causes like Black Lives Matter. So we are becoming more united. And look at this pandemic. It really did make us a little more united. Because we all together had to wear mask and wash our hands more and protect ourselves and wipe down stuff more like we was just like in public though you know what I mean like actual caution precautions out there in public so we have to be united with that so it is a lot of events you know, 9-11, like just so much stuff that over the time it has united the United States. But I'm telling you, we got so far to go. And by the time I look up, we'll be in another country. Like, that's how I've been feeling. I'm not talking about just going to Canada, even though that's technically another country. But they got some things going on over there that's not all pleasant for women's rights. You know, everybody like, oh, okay, I'm about to run over there to Canada. Canada. But they got some stuff going on over there, too. That's not all that pleasant, I mean, wow, for the women, but, um, you know, we born into this, it is, um, the land of the free, for sure, you know, and, uh, Live a good life, quality, but then when I worked in the hospital, see, you got to realize that too, as a realist or just you know, somebody who's had these jobs in healthcare. Look at these kids that's born with these you know, congenital situations that they didn't ask for. You know, so where's their American dream? You know, where's their bright future? Where's all this stuff for them? And they don't even have that chance to even look or think like that right away because they have to deal with their health concerns first before they can think about all that other stuff. So that's another take on this. Like, damn, that's why I kept talking to my son too and letting him know, you know, you need to really be thankful and grateful because I'm working with kids every day who even before I started working there, I was uh, volunteering with kids who were bed bound for the holidays. I will go up there and make their holiday better because here I am volunteering my time to make them feel better on the holiday. They can't even go home with their family. And then I'm working on holidays because in the hospital, you're just required to work certain holidays. You know, they rotate them. So you work in holidays while kids is hospitalized, they ain't going home for the holidays. You know, it's kids that got congenital issues. I mean, they've been dealing with this since they were born. You know, so I just I I look at everything and (laughs) I guess, you know, you can be happy about where you're at and what you're doing. I don't know if it's looked at as bragging, but I'm just so grateful and so thankful that I am able. So with that ability, I want to make a difference. I want to show that. Man, if I wasn't, I was never perfect, and if I wasn't doing the best then, I want to do better now. If I wasn't all that humble before, if I wasn't all that empathetic before, if I wasn't all that, you know, over the time, I have become more empathetic. Over the time, I became more humble. Over the time, I became more aware. Like, oh my gosh, look at how this side of the world is suffering, and look at this side of. The like look at all this difference like what is this you know it's just it's just it's amazing it's amazing to see it all you know and then to be affected by it too you know when I read something I can tear up like oh my gosh like I can drop a tear on that you know, when my son showed me certain stuff, I'm like, oh, don't show me. What are you doing? Like, why are you showing me this? This is painful to watch. Like, I haven't watched, you know, I just, I don't know. I think at a young age, I've seen so much. But then at the same time, I've seen so much better as well. But then I can't forget about the reality of certain stuff. Not everybody even had that chance to get out there and say okay which college can I go to what college can I pick what 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 can I do with this because they got other stuff doing you know going on in their life that they can't even think beyond their circumstances at that moment look at the parents you know of these children that's suffering like that imagine what they're going through you know, you might be thinking, you just saying, hey, my son doing this, my son doing that. And then another parent over there like, damn, my son is in the hospital going through this. Or my son is in this facility and I'm trying to get him out. Um, It's, it's just that that's why I'm like, damn. If I do speak highly of what I'm proud of and what I'm happy of, it's not like I'm trying to stun on nobody or I'm trying to make nobody feel bad. It's just I'm grateful. But then at the same time, somebody might be reminded by (sighs) some sort of experience they had where the situation wasn't, you know, the outcome wasn't. Yeah. And it's sad, especially when it comes to kids. That really ouch that hurts that's a soft spot for me when it comes to these kids when I hear them stories because I done worked in that field and I have a child myself and just oh I just got that spot for them I'm just like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. so just now like with this new age I've only been my new age for a month I'm like Whoa. not even a full 30 days cause it's what June Whatever date it is, you still, you know, it's still less than 30 days since my birthday. That's crazy. So anyway, with this newfound awareness, because I promise you I'm growing and becoming more aware and conscious each time, each year, each each month, each week, each day, basically. That's why I'm like, oh, no, I don't know at all. Trust me. So anyway. Just realizing, like, even when you think you're just being, oh, you know, I'm so happy for my kid. I love them. They're doing this. They're doing that. There's somebody out there that has a kid in a hospital somewhere that can't do all of that, you know? Or it's a kid out there that has special needs, that needs special attention, and is not in that position to have that capability or ability or options and stuff like that. And those parents could be going through the most, especially with medical bills, you know, their time, you know, their work schedule. Just a lot goes into. We do a lot for our kids, especially when they have things going on. It's a lot that goes into it. So and then those kids that you know and those parents and so anyway it's just so much empathy and then working in customer service so much you know what i mean like even after getting out of the children's field because it was really like that first two months that i worked in the hospital i cried every single day when i got off work i just would cry Like, I'm in a hospital. These people are in pain, and it is hurting me to see these kids in all this pain. But then I really can appreciate those days where those kids were happy and smiling and uplifting you while you damn near crying for them. They making you smile, but you like, how are you so strong? You so young, and you so strong, and your parents, oh, y'all are going through it, and at the same time, y'all getting through it, okay? So it just it was a lot to take in that first couple of months working in a hospital i was very like sad for yeah a long time it took me a minute cuz i'm like i'm in healthcare i'm doing a good service i know i'm doing the right thing i'm doing something good but it was a real sensitive situation because it had, i cried for the first few months, for sure. I know I cried every day. So getting out of that, because at some point it did affect me to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, it might just be time to get out the hospital altogether. Because for me to be able to work there for as long as I did, I'm now at this point where I don't ever want to do healthcare again, simply because it's so... Sad. At the same time, it's not. You know, but then there is some certain parts of it that's not as sad, like the therapist, you know, the physical therapist and stuff like that. They kind of got you on that healing part. So they like, okay, come on, you out your bed. You got to walk this mile. You got to do this. You got to raise your leg. You got to, you know, we're trying to get you better. So now they come with a more positive angle than the anesthesiologist and surgeon and the nurse and, you know, the doctor, you know, these people who literally got people's lives in their hands is is, is critical, it's crucial. So, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot. So anyway, just getting out of that field altogether and just deciding that I I probably won't go back to that because it's just, it's a lot. But then I go to customer service And these customer service representatives, we got to be empathetic, compassionate. We got to treat these customers like they kids because they crying and whining over some shit that it don't even matter what it is. They money was involved. They paid for something. They expected a certain thing and they didn't get it or something happened. And that expense could be from $2 to $2,000. And from there, it's like, okay, now we're dealing with people's purchases and money. That's a very delicate topic as well, because people don't have money just to waste and throw away. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Motivated Expressional. It's been an absolute joy to inspire, encourage, and connect. Please be sure to check out the website at MotivatedExpress.com. Until next time, love thyself.